Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything All the Time, episode 19. I'm almost at a milestone of 20. I'm excited about that. I didn't think I'd ever make it that far. Um, today, <laughs> today we have an, uh, a, a new guest. Uh, Anya died. She fell into a pit of fire and she's dead. Oh, good. She's yeah. trash. She's anyway. gone now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anya had to do something sports related. And I don't know really what that was. She was... I wasn't sure if she was playing sports or watching sports or something, but she wasn't able to She's do it. She's watching Gonzaga basketball. That's okay. her alma mater. Okay. So that gets all her, her all hot and bothered, I guess, yeah. and she can't she can't leave the house and not miss it. So, anyways, today we have uh, Alex. Welcome. You are the second female to ever be on this podcast. Oh, glory! If you had listened to old episodes, it would have been these other guys that when there was a lot of dick jokes and a lot of just like crude humor okay. and. We were never, we didn't, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was, uh, we just kind of, that was just the way the podcast was. And then when Anya came in, the dynamic changed a lot. So we don't really make as many dick jokes. Well, please feel free to make as many dick jokes as you'd like. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying we don't talk about it like we it's used fine. to. I love dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, have been in the beer industry. You, you are currently in the beer industry and you work for a beer company we're like we said before for professional courtesy we don't talk about uh where we work but we do talk about the fact that we're in the industry so you started a new job recently and you're kind of doing a new you're doing something that's similar to your old job but slightly different because it's a kind of you're working in a different category you're in the sales world but you're not in the same sales world that you were before so are you how where you where did you start like let's do a little history okay. where did you start or where did and how did you kind of get here to I mean without oh you know like I said without having to say where you work it's fine. yeah um so I started in the beer industry back in 2015 I think um as a beer tender for a brewery who has a beer garden in North Park mm-hmm. And after that, I went to a large brewery who distributes beer, and I was in their grocery division so, like you. So here's the thing is, actually, I have talked about this since I no longer work for Stone. I'm very willy-nilly able to talk <laughs> about Stone. No longer in, under any embargoes. to not, you know. So whatever. I actually could talk about Stone now. We are actually both ex-Stone employees. Yes. So that's that's fun. I, I liked, um, and I've mentioned this before on this show, I liked Stone. I liked the people that I worked with. I didn't love the politics of Stone, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to get away from it. Um, I enjoyed the people I worked with, but not so much the other extra bullshit that came that came with that company. Agreed. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I feel like a lot of people are in that scene, but I run into people all the time that say, you know, I used to work for Stone. It almost feels like we're all the bastard children. Right. They're like, please, just get out of here. Like, you're, you're, you're on your own now. <laughs> Um, but so what, uh, what made you want to get into the beer industry in general? Like, did you, I mean, did you have a specific thing that like really intrigued you about it? Uh, I mean, your husband's a brewer. So did that, was that part of your inspiration or? So many moons ago, I used to study wine. I wanted to be a master sommelier 
um that didn't work out because the wine industry is incredibly it's a crazy it's also a crazy industry anything alcohol related is, yeah. is pretty crazy um i like to wear jeans and t-shirts that's not really the vibe for mm-hmm. wine mm-hmm. um so i switched to beer i love beer it's so complex there's so much depth to it um yes my husband's a brewer yes that had an impact on me being in the beer industry but it's not about him i don't <laughs> talk about him okay <laughs> yeah fuck him <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's no, that's cool. I mean, uh, I mean, I didn't know. Like, you never know what what inspires people to do something. So it's like, if if your husband was home brewing or whatever, maybe that got you intrigued in like the process or why you know I, who knows whatever wanted to push you to that next space. You know? Yeah. So yeah. we were home brewers for like seven years. We were part of Quaff and um, have done a lot of beer judging around San Diego and in L.A. Um, um, can you just real quick, cause I'm not a member of Quaff. Okay. Are you still a member? I am. Can you give a quick description of what Quaff is for anybody who may not be familiar with it? Yeah. So Quaff is a homebrew club for anybody who is into brewing. Like you don't necessarily have to be a brewer and it doesn't necessarily have to be beer. It could be meat. It could be cider, but anybody's welcome. Um, they have meetings the last Tuesday, I think of every month at Carl Strauss. Um, and you just come there, you can share your beer, tell your story, your life, whatever you want to do. It's just a fun group. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I know a lot of people that are Quaff members and I'm not. I just wasn't that you familiar should join. with the process. It's $25 I, a year and the Christmas party is amazing. Oh, okay. I mean, I might just show up to the Christmas party anyway. That's fine. I've been in the industry long enough. You I can just show my, up wherever I want. <laughs> just show up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, somebody invited me. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so that's okay. So that's cool. Are you, do you think that, um, where you're at currently and like where you're like where the company, like your company is relatively new ish, I Mm -hmm. guess. And they there, so you're going to grow. Do you want to like, do you think that you're going to start to grow with that? Or do you think you, or do you see like a longer future in this or do you want to do, do you have other ideas or aspirations or do you like really want to grow within the industry and change with it? Do you have an idea about that? Oh no, this is <clears throat> my life. Like I'll do this until the day I die. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody's got hobbies and different things that they like to do. Um, I think it's just, it's, it's always like, do you, I run into a lot of people and I was mentioning this to somebody today. Actually, I was talking to somebody about how the industry, I've run into a lot of reps lately where I feel like, uh, I don't know, five years ago, I was running into reps that were beer people. Like they love beer. They care about beer. They care about the industry. And I've run into a lot of beer reps within eh, the last, like I would say with the last six months to six months to a year. And they're not beer people. They don't know anything about beer and they're there to sell. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know? And I find that to a certain extent, I find it concerning because I feel like some of the industry is losing some of its um, passion. You know, Agreed. I feel like there's too much of the corporate. Let's just sell a beer to sell a beer when there's no rhyme or reason behind it. You know, and Stone used to have this mantra, which I've mentioned on the show before, but I've also I say it when I work and I say it's like the right beer for the right account. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a calculated special way to sell a product to somebody and it's not just to sell the product but to talk about it because you care about it and you want them to sell it and do well with it opposed to selling them something just to sell it you know what i mean because you could sell them this beer that you know is not going to do well but they're willing to take it right and you're just like but i'm going to make this one sale this one time and they're never gonna they're never gonna buy from me again 
and that's not what I want. That's not my end game. I'm all about beer, like knowing beer, knowing beer styles, Mm. how beer is made. It's very important to me. And it's, I know exactly what you were saying. I know who you were talking about, too. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of... I, I, but I've run into multiple play, like multiple people that And just, there's yeah, so many sales yeah. reps out here that are just like, um, you know, like, oh, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Like, I just bullshit my way through whatever I do. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, for people like you and I, like, this is our life. Right, like, right, right. beer is everything to us. And so... Nah, I think that's the thing is I'm yeah I'm running into that that issue of just seeing like I'm not finding as many beer lovers mm-hmm. in the industry anymore. I'm finding a lot of people who are well, essentially course, they're putting on the polo and they're wearing the exactly they're wearing the thing and they just want to sell you a product. You and know they might as well they could be selling cars or microwaves or whatever. It, they it doesn't could be matter. Selling yeah. dildos, it doesn't fucking matter. No, <laughs> exactly. I'm serious. It's no, yeah. funny. Side note: I was talking to my husband about this the other day. Fleshlights. I were a. <laughs> If I sold sex toys. Yeah. Do you think they have outside sales reps for sex toys? They have to. So the guy, like, you walk into the local sex shop and then you're like, hey, I've got these new dildos. The new line of John Holmes. We were talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deep cut. That's old school. For all you kids out there, John Holmes. Old, old school, oh uh, old school porn star with a, with a giant penis and and a, a, a history of murder potentially. Never proved. Is that true? Yeah, there was all those murders out in the Hollywood Hills, and it, there's the fucking Hollywood they, Hills. They never, they never proved that he was involved, but he was involved in some way, shape, or form. There's a there's a movie about it actually uh, with Val Kilmer called Wonderland, and in the movie it makes him an like he actually performed some of the murders oh shit but he was in he was forced to like but he beat people to death with like a lead pipe crazy shit crazy shit okay. and and uh the movie makes him like an actual person who is murdering people uh-huh. but they never actually proved it they never in court like it was never it's kind of like the OJ thing. Like they never was able to. I was just to, about to yeah. say that. Uh-huh. It was kind of like, yeah, he got away with it to a certain, you know, but he, he had a weird troubled life. But Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's All kind right. of. I'm going to put that on my watch list. Kind of like a weird, really, really fucked up version of Boogie Nights. Like even, okay. even more fucked up than Boogie Nights. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. No, weird. you're fine. You're um, going to say something. I don't know what it was. I forget what it was. No, it doesn't. But any, oh, I know. <laughs> okay. So it was about this industry and okay, where we're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, that's how the things work here. We just run off into tangents and I forget what the hell exactly. we were talking about originally. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but a lot of people in this industry, I feel like, don't really appreciate this industry right. for what it is, what it where it came from sure back in the 70s the 80s like, yeah with like the history of it yeah. and like why we're doing what we're doing exactly. in the first place it's just I, money for people and we've talked about this again like we it's sort of like we've repeat repeating a little bit from like previous episodes but the this industry is in a weird flux right mm-hmm. because as you talk about craft beer and what craft beer is doing um it's in a weird stage of it's uh it hasn't figured itself out yet it's it's you know we're 20 plus years in and it's really trying to find its identity and we run into a place where some breweries are still making traditional beers and they're making them with you know malt yeast hops Mm -hmm. water and they're doing traditional beers and they're still making regular plain old beers and then there's other breweries that do a mixture where they do that type of beer but then they also be like here's our fruit beer and here's our candy beer and whatever and then there's other breweries that only make things with flavors in them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like um, I think like a, a great example is like a really popular brewery that people really want to pick up beers from is Evil Twin, 
I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. I'm not. Uh, brother, brother, uh, the owner of McKellar. Okay. That's his brother. And he, he has evil twin. Bro- and apparently from the rumor in the world is that they don't like each other. But it's like a weird brother rivalry thing. It's kind of funky. Family rivalry. But evil, evil twin is these days they're known for making beer that just has flavor. Like flavor, flavor, flavor. Like even today I saw a post for something that was like from... I, I was like on Bine and Vine, Bine and Vine's post or something, and it was, um, it was like donut beer or something, wow. you know. And it's like that's what Evil Twin comes out with, and they sell it. I mean, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that candy beer. And we were talking about, I was talking about it with somebody about how remember like our parents' generation. If you ever ask them like what the first thing they ever got drunk on, mm-hmm. it was like um, peppermint schnapps or peach schnapps or or some type of flavor or like a wine cooler. Yes, you know, and mom. I feel like our Arbor Mist. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I feel like our the older generation used to get drunk on the candy beer, and that was their introduction to alcohol. And then eventually they were like, "Oh, well, now I'm, but I'm really into like very complex red wines or something." Like your palate develops over time. I feel like this younger generation is getting in instead of drinking schnapps, they're drinking candy beers. Yeah, you know, they're it's drinking almost, blueberry stout. So we have to wait. We're going to have to wait 10 years for their palates to develop and go, man, I don't want that. We don't shitty. have 10 years. I know. Well, that's the thing is that with the way <laughs> the industry is, we need these, we need these drinkers to change their ways. So the breweries can see that they should be able to make a beer that just tastes like a beer. And well, that's okay. Then too, the breweries <sighs> need to start making brewers. <sighs> I hate to say this. Well, it's not an. E- it's not an. E- there's like in a way, it's no right or wrong answer. You there's know what I mean? No, yeah. and I mean if you want to make a blueberry milk stout, that's all on you. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you. But I remember like six, seven years ago, like going into a place and they had a Bach, and that right. was like fucking amazing. Yeah, like yeah, an yeah. ESB, like what? Like yeah. this is shit you can't get here in America. And I love that there are there are very few breweries left that are doing these styles, but there are like. To find an ESB is actually really challenging. There's maybe like two or three breweries just in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And out of the 150 plus that we have now, there's probably like, I would say literally two to three breweries that actually still make ESBs. Yep. Um, actually, you know what? That's a good segue because we're drinking a Burning Beard brew, uh, brew which is, uh, I think it's an India Pale Lager. It is. What's the, do you remember the name of it? It's called Millionaire Zeus. Okay, so we're drinking, so Burning Beard's relatively new also. that I think they're about to hit an anniversary. Do you two know? Two years. They're going to hit a two-year anniversary. Um, that, that, when I first heard about Burning Beard, I didn't know anything about them. And somebody was like, oh yeah, their flagship beer is a ESB. And I was like, you're going to be, I, I laughed. I was like, you're going to be fucking shitting me. I was like, there's no way that their flagship beer, the beer that they sell the most of and everybody like is interested in is an ESB. Yep. And I mean, and that turned out to be actually true, but I thought it was a fucking joke. And I mean, the first, like just, I just, there's with the way San Diego is and how many, how much IPA they buy and like how much IPA, IPA, IPA all the time. I just was like, how is this brewery doing? How did, how, who, who did they trick into drinking their ESBs, you know? And I actually got to try the beer and I thought it was good. I, I was, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I was just surprised, you know? No, yeah. Yeah. It's a dying style, which is sad because most people are into, you know, the hazy IPAs right now, mm. which is fine. Um, but it's, one of their most award-winning beers. Did you see that um, hazy IPAs are or hazy beers are now an official style? Oh, really? Through BJCP? I believe so. 
Interesting. Yeah, as of 2018, it was announced okay. that they're now officially considered a style. And I'm fine with that. I enjoy hazy IPAs to an extent. Right. I like them more, you know, like the appearance of them, the the hazy appearance. Right. But the drinkability of them, like a West Coast style IPA. Yeah. I don't want to drink yeast in suspension. So it sounds like to me, and from what I was trying, I was trying to understand how, what they're considering, like what styles considered what. So apparently unfiltered is now considered like it's almost synonymous with hazy. No, now, no well that, that was with like, Who the, said that? well, that's the thing with the new style, the new style guidelines. Interesting. So unfiltered and hazy are, are now sort of synonymous with each other. Okay. And, New England style is still considered its own type of hazy beer. And then there's also, uh, what was the other thing? It was, I was trying to remember all of it because it was hazy and unfiltered New England style. And then there was something else that there was two, like three different things that made them all, all like different, but the same. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to uh, the person I was talking to about it, I was like, that's kind of weird because we, like m- the brewery I work for, doesn't use a filter. Mm-hmm. So everything we make is unfiltered. But for example, the IPA we make that we make year round, we don't, we hold it in the tank actually for a few days longer probably than your average IPA okay. to let it clarify. Clear because yeah. for a while we had a couple batches that were coming out that were very cloudy and they almost like muddy. And that wasn't we were that wasn't the way we wanted to represent the beer. We want to make we're making a really classic IPA. It's almost in a way it's an old school San Diego West Coast style, but it's it's only uh, like it's a low ABV. So we were that's like the focus for the brewers of what he was trying to. But then like I don't know, we had like three four batches that were coming out that almost looked like just cloudy mud. You know, and they were like, we just need, and it was, it wasn't on purpose. It was just hop haze. Like, Interesting. and it was just the beers were coming out. So they gave them a few extra days to let them clarify. For sure. So now when the beer comes out, it still tastes super hoppy and fresh. It just not, it's, it's looking like this. Like what we're, what the drink beer we're drinking right now, it's got a good, like kind of very, almost like very clear, uh, like blonde, like golden blonde kind of look to it. Yes. And, um, and actually, I was just, it's funny because certain beers, when I'm drinking them, I was, I was, I was drinking this and I was just kind of, I, these days when I, when a beer doesn't pop out to me, it's because I'm just joint enjoying it and I don't have to pick it apart yes. where, where normally like if a beer is like really something's punching me in the face, I feel like it's unbalanced. So I'm drinking this beer and going, Oh, I like this. Like I was like, I'm just drinking it and I'm enjoying it. Isn't this pleasant? It's got a nice floral component. I love IPAs. I love lagers. So yeah. when you put them together, oh, do you happen to know? Do you happen to know if this was a full lagered beer? If it was like one of the like the short lagers, or like because like a, a full lager like usually takes about a month. Do you know if that was? Act, do you know if this? I one believe was so. Okay. Um, yeah, because I mean, there's uh, there was like there's shortcuts around making pilsners and lagers if oh, you yes. want to do it the like yeah. there's the shortcut way to do it. And we've, t- I know you and I have talked about that before, but um, you never know. You never know with a, as long, if the, the thing is with a good brewer, if the brewer does a good job, sometimes they can sneak that shit out and you wouldn't know the difference. True. Uh, it just depends. I mean, I think that's like every brewer into a certain extent is an artisan, right? Like they're a baker or they're a chef or something. And into the same extent that they can make something for you and they don't necessarily have to do it the long way to make it good. No, you know, yeah. like, I mean, we drink at South Park often. Yeah. You know this. I do, yep. Um their new perception, their Kolsch. Uh-huh. 
amazing. It's but I it mean, was a pil- It was a pilsner, and there was a cold. I forget, but it was amazing. Quick turnaround, though. Quick turnaround. Yeah. See, that's the thing is it. If the beer tastes good, really does it? That's the thing. If the if the beer tastes good, does it really matter how long it was in the tank? Well, I mean, it wasn't as I hate. I, it wasn't a quick turnaround. It wasn't as fast as like an IPA. Or well, like I don't mean a, like oh, it took you know ten like, days to no, make. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but, still like a month, right? Well, but, even like even your average IPA can take you know it takes about three weeks or so. True. Yeah. So I mean, that's funny thing about IPAs. Even I was. Uh, when I was talking to Anya, she was talking about when she was doing some brews and she was like, hey, IPAs are easy, right? Like, that's the easiest brew to make. False. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anya's wrong. <laughs> but she, you know, since I'm Ask not a... Ask any home brewer. <laughs> so I'm not a... So the thing is, I'm not a... Since I'm not a brewer, I like... I learn new information all the time about the beer process or like how long this takes or how long that takes. And I, you know, I, I try to retain that information as best I can. But I really, uh, for me... I'm more of a like I understand what the beer style is and how it should taste or what what I'm supposed to be getting out of those flavors, but not necessarily how they made the beer. So I I mean I learn more about the brew process all the time, but Same. I'm I'm not that well educated on the actual brewing side. And I get questions like that too. They're like, "Well, how did you guys do this?" And I go, "I don't know." I was like, "I'm rarely at the brewery at all." I'm I, I'm. You should marry a brewer and <laughs> you'll know everything. All right, how's your husband doing? Is he available? <laughs> He's married. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> He's not oh. into dudes. Oh, you don't know that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> there might be those secrets. Who I mean, knows? I'm pretty sexy. He might give give you up for the. For, so we can run away together. You never know. Oh, good for you. We guys. could just have. We could be on an island together and and have beers. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think it would work out because we have the same name. So that's. That'd oh, be rough. you Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> our lazy parents from the 80s if your name's ryan you were born in the 80s exactly. and your parents have no no originality <laughs> in them at all. i know like 18 i know <laughs> there's so many when i was in when i was in uh when i was in daycare or like not daycare but like pre it wasn't even preschool it was like after school when i my mom was working so i'd go to like an after school program after like it was during elementary school so it was like an after school daycare kind of thing because okay. i was a kid and i just had to wait for my mom to pick me up it was like around like six o'clock or Same. something yes. so i'd finish school and then have to stay at school it's yes. fucking bullshit um but yeah i remember i had like there was like six or seven ryan's in that fucking so everybody was called by their their name and their last initial okay. so it's like ryan c ryan l ryan j like i'm like oh, come on man so, lame. so fucking <laughs> stupid yeah um but yeah no this is um this is really nice i like this this is um just it's very drinkable but at the same time it's got a good hop character to it yes. um i'm i'm actually like really enjoying this beer i just it, likewise it, it's very very easy to drink and i don't drink a lot of the like this is a Im- imperial pale lager, all right, or India pale, India lager. pale lager. Sorry, uh-huh. India pale lager. No, you're fine. Um, and that's do you know the ABV on it by any chance? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I think it's six percent. Okay, um, so that's actually like a really good. I always feel like beers in the six to seven and a half range are always kind of in that money spot where they really don't offend anybody. Everybody's always okay with drinking anything from six to eight. For sure. In that range. And as soon as you hit eight or as soon as you're five, if you're a five or you're an eight or, you know, below or, or, or over, people kind of go, oh, no, that's too much alcohol for me. Or that's not enough. You which know, which is I, hilarious because I'll go drink a cocktail or drink a glass of wine, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 18 or a gl- whatever yeah, a glass percent. of wine, like a, a pretty like rounded glass of wine is like 12 to 13 percent. 
or if more. It's a California wine, like fifteen. But yeah, I mean that's the thing is you never you even with wine you never know because you can find tens to like higher. You know, yes. Yeah. Um. Now, are you? I there's another beer that I have that I'm I'm hoping that we'll be able to try before while we're while we're doing this conversation. Perfect. But um, there's a there's kind of these weird guidelines now where or I don't know if they're guidelines. It's beer is in this weird weird place where there was like what they call session beer. So that's like anywhere from anything under six is considered sessionable. Mm-hmm. And then six to eight is standard. Is like a single. Mm-hmm. And then eight to ten is your double. Yes. And then ten and above is considered triple. Correct. Where it didn't used to be like that because um Hop Slam is a good example. It's a ten percent beer. Uh, it used to be considered a double IPA, and now it's considered a triple. Who is Hop Slam? Hop Slam is Bell's. And I they, haven't had they, much of their beer. That one's actually really good. I, 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 I've talked about it on this show before, but I, we come out with it. Uh, they come, they come out with it uh, once a year. Okay. And it's like a, that's that's their thing, and I pick that beer up every year as kind of a specialty thing. Normally, it, it's a little above my price range. It's like twenty dollars a six pack for twelve ounce cans. Okay. It's a little much for me. I'm not normally. I don't usually splurge for beer, but I like that beer a lot. And since it's once a year, I do it once for I sure. Do, I do it once a year, and you uh, spent twenty dollars on worse things. See, that's the thing is I <laughs> I definitely have shitty pizzas and other stuff. So I mean, I feel like that's a worthy cause. It just I have I don't know. I'm I'm jaded when it comes to pricing for beers. The other or just earlier, like I really like Beechwood. I was in the store looking around for beer and Beachwood had a four pack of this beer called Mocha Machine. And I it's probably like a stouter or porter or I don't I didn't look at the, the style, but it was four pack, twelve ounce cans. And it was twenty bucks. And I I don't know, that just seems too high. You know, it just or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't twenty bucks. It was um thirteen or something. But okay. it was still it just seemed like a lot. It just seemed like for four in the store owner was like yeah but it's a high abv beer you really only need like one or so and i'm like yeah but bang for your buck i was comparing it to the other six pack i was buying which is a 10 percent ipa mm-hmm. six pack 12 ounce cans for 15 bucks so i was like for two extra dollars i got two more cans exactly. i was like i don't know i i don't know i, I i'm having trouble with some of the packaging styles like i i'm getting a little deterred by some of these craft breweries where again again it's like the industry and the flux of where we don't have any nothing standardized you know yeah. nothing is there's nothing normal like the 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 beauty and the the terrible thing about craft beer is that they can do whatever they want you can have a single you can have a 16 ounce can that you sell on its own individually and you can charge ten dollars for it mm-hmm. or you can have you know, you could have an 18 pack if you want. You know, it's like there's no rhyme or reason to where like domestic beers are way, way more not regulated, but they have styles, right? They have like six pack, 12 pack, 18 pack, 30 pack. And you can expect to find that always. And, yes. and, and with craft brew, it's all over the map. Like you never know, depending on the style that they're releasing, maybe they release a 750 milliliter maybe release a 22 ounce bottle or maybe they release a four pack of 12 12 ounce cans you know it's just all over the map and it just depends on the style that they think that they think is correct and there's no there's no guideline which is unfortunate because i've paid 20 dollars for a bottle of beer and it was garbage sure and that's the thing is you take that risk so you as an average consumer let's say you knew nothing about beer and you weren't in the beer industry 
do you think that would you be pissed off if you were like i really want to get into craft beer i'm really interested in trying something that i've never had before i'm going to take that risk this bottle of this supposedly amazing craft beer is a 20 dollar 22 ounce bottle and you bought it and it sucked do you think you'd be willing to go back and try again? Like, do you, I mean, you as a person just as, as your own thing, you know, I I feel like for me, it doesn't apply because coming from wine, like with wine, you're spending bank Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. for a basic bottle of wine, like in beer, a basic bottle of beer. There's no comparison in price between that and wine. Right. But, for my friends who are not into beer the way I am, that would totally deter someone. So, I mean, but the, I don't know, at least with wine or even with spirits, mm-hmm. you can buy that shitty bottle of wine or whiskey or it doesn't even necessarily. That's the thing with wine. It's hard to say because sometimes you can get a $10 bottle of wine. That's great. You know what I mean? And like sometimes I've that always preached some of the best bottles of wine that you will find are mm. between the price range of like ten to thirty dollars. Right. Like those are the best bottles. I think that's I just I just feel like there's it, it's there's no way to tell. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's no there's no like, yes, this is right, this is wrong. Because you can pick up a bottle that you pay twenty dollars for and maybe it's great, maybe it's terrible. Um, the thing with you could do it with whiskeys too, right? Like you can buy a ten dollar bottle of Jim Beam, and you know, but you know what you're getting with Jim Beam, right? Like for the most part, if, unless you've never had Jim Beam before. But if you if you're going into buying Jim Beam, you know what you're paying for, and you're paying for that quality of product. Now, if you go and buy another bottle of bourbon, like let's say Booker's or Blanton's or something, you're going to pay fifty or more for that bottle. But you also know that you're buying necessarily like or you're buying a higher quality version of whiskey, right? And see, that's what's nice about whiskey or booze Mm -hmm. and wine is it's like if you're buying a Cabernet, you're buying a Cabernet. But if you buy a stout, that could be really anything. Sure. But do you have you ever had like, I mean, let's say you're buying cab. Have you ever bought a $10 cab and like a $30 cab? Drink them side by side and went, oh, man, the $10 one's better. I mean, have you ever done that? I was just... I'm actually, I don't know, but we should yeah. do that. We should do that because <laughs> I think that that happens. I think a lot of... Well, there's a reason why, like, you know, Two Buck Chuck, yes. like that whole thing is... There's a reason why it's so popular because people are like, the wine's not that bad and it costs you dollars. And I'm like, there's something wrong, though. Like, there's... No. Yeah. See, I've researched... Um, Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab. That's a freaking investment company. <laughs> Charles Schwab also makes wine. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Shaw. Charles Shaw. What is it like? Three buck Chuck now? It doesn't even like, I don't know. rhyme anymore. It's probably not. Yeah. Um, but the way that they manufacture that wine, like yeah. when they're picking those grapes out of the vineyard, it's okay. just a machine that's going in and picking whatever the fuck is out there. Sure, so it sure, could sure. be an owl, a rat, a <laughs> mouse. It doesn't fucking matter. All that shit's going into the vat. Well, I've heard that. I've actually heard that before where somebody. We. So I also used to work for Bevmo, and we got a a wine. A want somebody called once, and this wasn't at my store, but I was talking to somebody else from another store, and they were telling us about this. Somebody had called and asked about gluten free wine, Interesting. and it was during it was like when the gluten free craze was really exploding, and somebody was like, "They're like, yes." Um, all the wine is gluten free. You can <laughs> you can pick any one you want, you know. And the thing is that then there was somebody was saying something about wine being vegan, 
and then that there is actually vegan wine because sometimes when they're mashing grapes and they're getting all the juices, sometimes other things make their way into the mash. It's the same with beer. No, but like this was a little more extreme, like the blood of this. And I was like, I didn't ever think about that. But yeah, random creatures could potentially get into the grapes where they're being pressed and you're you're like, man, that maybe that was a rat or maybe it was a thing. And so there's elements of Mm -hmm. other shit that comes through, right? The yeast kills all this off, by the way. (laughs) Well, the thing is with wine is they're not like, I don't know. It's a different process. They're not, you don't brew, you don't make wine the same way you make beer. Like when you make beer, even if something fell in, like the, you're, it's a high temperature, like you're making, you're cooking something, you know, like that you start the, the cooking first Correct. and you, you're getting all the, the crate. You're like, it's almost like you're boiling. You, For you, sure. You're doing the boil, and right? Kills off and a you're, bunch you're of shit. killing off the nasty yes. or whatever it is and letting every, all the sugars and the yeast and everything activate and get everything going. Um, but with wine, I, I don't. I feel like there's things. That so just, are you saying every time we drink wine, we're drinking rat's blood? Well, so, but the <laughs> fact that there's a category to say that this is straight <laughs> vegan and these other wines are not is frightening. It's a whole marketing scheme. It's the whole shit. Like, let's go back to ESB. Yeah. Back in the fucking whenever that time period was, with uh-huh. like 1800s or some shit. Right. Like, it's an extra special bitter, but they're not. They're fucking malty as shit. They're amazing. I love them. It's one of my favorite right. styles. But but it's I mean the, but at ESB though, the there's been different versions of like how people want to abbreviate that. But mm-hmm. yeah, extra special bitter is how I've always come to know it. What are what do other people call it? Um now I gotta remember. I had to look it up because <laughs> I, I actually looked this up at once. I was like, what does ESB mean? Uh-huh. And then there was another one that was like extra oh, it was extra special beer. There was some, okay. it was just, it was not bitter. It was beer. It was just extra special beer. And then there was something else too. There was, there was a different abbreviation that I read too. Fucking and marketing. The, I know. Right. But it, it, the thing is that the ESB, I'm, if I remember correctly, that was originally an English style. Yes. And that there's still a lot of English breweries that make, make ESBs. <laughs> but, uh, the, like when I was younger and I was really getting into more of the beer scene and trying to learn more about, it, I used to drink old thumper. Did you ever have that? No. Okay. <laughs> Old Thumper was like my go-to beer, and I was it was recommended to me by the it assistant. Sounds familiar though. It had like a warthog on it, like with the he had tusks, and he was like the he it was like the face of the warthog. Okay. And and it was called Old Thumper, and I believe it was made by was it North Coast Brewing? It might have been North Coast. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, I know and what I, you're talking they about. may still make it too. I just haven't seen that beer. Is North a, Coast still around? Oh yeah. No, they still you know Old Rasputin and all that stuff. They still make. Oh, that's right. Red I always Seal. forget about that. They're, they're actually pretty great That makes brewery. me sad. Scrimshaw? All the breweries I, always, yeah. I forget about that like seven, eight years ago well, I was like all the, about. They're like the granddaddies, right? I mean, like, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. see Red Seal, a, like uh, if I see Red Seal on tap somewhere, I'm like, I got to get that. For sure. I almost feel like that way too where because I when I first started, when I was growing up drinking beers, I actually used to see like Bass Ale and mm. things like that. And I, I grew up drinking Bass Ale. And so if I see it on tap, I'm like, I should get a Bass. But then I always get a, I feel like, man, how long has this been here? Dude, that's you why know? I got that Pilsner Urquil yesterday. Like, what? Yeah. I have to get one of these. And I'm that's pretty red. It's skunked but as it, fuck. But did it, did it taste fresh to you? Like, did it, it was ta- skunked. Oh, was it? But then that's but the you know character what? But that's, in America for that beer. You know, well, if that's, I were in the Czech Republic, I'd be pissed. Well, that's the thing is the, the skunkiness is actually done on purpose. You know that uh, what's the other one that uh, 
not Pilsner Kell, but the um, Stella Artois. They actually run the beer, and again, I don't work at the brewery, but they run the beer in America. They run the beer through light to skunk it. On purpose. But why it's in green bottles. Right. But that's the thing is it takes, oh, it takes a whole second. <laughs> it, takes a, <laughs> it takes a whole second. Just hold it in the sunlight. You exactly. skunked your beer. Yeah, yeah. It's like green bottle. Fuck me. Yeah. You, they have yeah. a whole special packaging line. To For all the people that the are, uh, all the people that are unaffiliated with the differences in the glass bottle, especially if you're drinking. These days, I would honestly recommend that you do cans. If you don't do cans, I would I would say that always, always, always drink beer from brown bottles opposed to or black bottles if there's black bottles. But green and clear are the worst of the worst. If you hold them in light for literally three seconds, the beer will get skunked and you're going to get a nasty beer out of that. Exactly. So, yeah, that's and- why Heineken and all that shit tastes like fucking like. I always, again, I quit, I've equated it to dirty socks. Correct. I always, I always make that, get the dirty sock. Or I've heard people, I've heard other people, and a buddy of mine actually mentioned this while he was on the show, but he mentioned a, a um, sweaty horse blanket. I've this never. Is a Brett beer? Probably. A it was Brett what, beer? what was he talking? <laughs> I don't remember what beer we were talking about, but he said sweaty horse blanket. And I was like, dude, I've never heard that descriptor before, and I don't know who. In their life, a sweaty horse grabbed a, blanket. A, a a sweaty horse blanket and licked it, and was That's like, just this "Sweaty is, balls." This is the <laughs> so, are you saying that horses taste like balls? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fine. I mean, I, I've never licked a horse, but... But you've licked balls? No! <laughs> Wait a minute. She jumped the gun on that one. I never... I was not done. I had never licked a horse or balls. He should have said he had licked a balls first. I, I guess. That would have been... <laughs> Who knows? I don't have to prove myself in court. <laughs> Jesus. Well, no, this is a recorded podcast. It's going on the internet. I'm screwed. Oh, good. The yeah. whole world knows now. Guys, if you're interested in getting he your licks balls, balls licked, send me an email <laughs> at please don't call me at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, that's horrible. I didn't uh you know what? I need to I need another beer now after that. So, we'll Let's take get another we're gonna, beer. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about something else. Perfect. Yes. Uh, balls. 